According to data from Statista.com, the average price of a new home sold in 2020 in the USA was $391,000. According to Climate Change Realty, the price of finding your real estate agent and creating thousands of dollars in donations to support climate action is and always will be $0. Welcome to the podcast. Matt, great to meet you, man. Thanks so much for taking some time to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to be here. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah, you're welcome, man. We're we're glad to have you. You're doing something something pretty cool. So uh, excited to have you on the show. We always like to get the podcast started with a bit of background on who you are and how you got to be doing what you're doing at the current moment. Sure. So Matt Hill, the president, founder of One Tree Planted, started eight years ago, was a marketing professor back in the day, young kids, you know, had this on the side. But, you know, my undergrad was in poli sci, learned a lot about the environment way back when, when I did my undergrad. You know, did an MBA in marketing, had a bit of marketing experience, and then kind of did the whole traditional route and said, I'm going to start a nonprofit that's going to help, you know, save, help the planet make an impact. Right on, right on, right on. Um, what got you interested in marketing or communication initially? You know, I would probably say like most kids going into university, you don't have a clue in terms of what to major in, right? And you kind of bounce around, figure it all out. But then I remember sitting in a class and I was in the wrong class, supposed to be in an economics class, but it was a poli-sci class, but I didn't want to be, I was too embarrassed to walk out. So I sat through it, but I was like, wow, this is actually a really interesting class. And then when I switched majors, I said, you know what, that poli-sci class was interesting, but I took a lot of environmental classes, you know, way back in the early nineties. And then after when I've graduated, I'm like, you know what, school is pretty easy. I'm going to do master's in environmental policy. But my cousin who worked in that space says there's no jobs because I was like way ahead of the the time, right? So I just did a traditional MBA in marketing and then, you know, kind of worked the route. And then when you start your first business and work for yourself, you can't go back and work for somebody else. And I I always used the thing, I'd rather make $50,000 working for myself than $100,000 working for somebody else. (laughs) Oh, 100%. So you started the nonprofit eight years ago, you said? Yeah, you know, I, I started, so I lived in California, juice bars, wheatgrass shots. Everybody was so healthy out there. Moved back here to the East Coast. Those things didn't exist. Wheatgrass, what's wheatgrass, right? So I, I opened up one, then we opened up two, then we raised a bunch of money. Um, and, then, and then we sold it. And then I ended up, after I sold that, I started a sustainable food packaging company. And I just happened to get lucky because my buddy uh, worked at the Vancouver Olympics. And he said they had a big mandate to be green. So all the materials had to be, you know, compostable or recyclable, et cetera. So I got everything there out of Boulder, Colorado, Eco Products, you know, largest manufacturer of sustainable food packaging. So I was just a distributor, but got them into the Olympics. And then they said, hey, could you run Canada for us and just run the sales? So like, I'm like, sure. So I turned it into the largest in Canada and then Eco Products got bought and it was a different type of philosophy, corporate culture. But every time I was selling the sustainable food packaging, and the price point was maybe too high. Companies would always say, you know, it's too high, but we wish we could do more. I would always say you can plant trees. People don't realize how important trees are to the environment. Water quality, air quality, biodiversity, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. And a big company said, well, you should start that and we'll be your first customer. So here I am today, eight years later, 50 employees and planting trees all around the world. That's awesome. Where, where, where are you from originally? Montreal. Montreal. Montreal grew up here, but lived in the States for 10 years. And I always say one day I'm living in Colorado. I love Colorado. It's like my favorite state. And Boulder's awesome. And that's where Eco Products was. People are so friendly. Sunshine State, favorite football team, favorite hockey team. So I got to be there one day. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll get you here, man. We could use some, we can never get too many trees out here either. Um, that's so crowded out there. Everybody's moving to Boulder. It's like the spot. It is, it is the spot. I mean, it was voted the number one place to live in America, I think two years in a row now. And I can definitely attest to that. Uh, before we kind of get into talking about One Tree Planted and how the organization works, I want to know like where your inclination to want to support, whether it be sustainable, sustainable products or environmental stewardship, why do you think you were interested in that to begin with? You know, I cared, I care about the environment even from back then, but I'm the type of guy, everything in moderation. So I'm not one of those tree huggers who's strapping himself to a tree, you know, and protesting and, you know, signing pledges and commitments. I'm like small little actions that everybody can do every day that, collectively add up and make a difference. That's always been my way. And then, you know, when I looked at a lot of environmental organizations, you know, it became paralyzed because it was just, it was too technical, it was too much information, or it was a lot of doom and gloom. So just kind of when I was saying I did the MBA marketing, I kind of said, you know, if you position it the right way, make it super simple, I think you can inspire hope and, and get people to do these small things. And hey, for a dollar, everybody's got a dollar. And I always say together we're planting a forest. So you plant, you, you donate a dollar plant tree, somebody else does, somebody does $5. So it's not a big onus on you or a big company or the government. It's all together. But it adds up quickly. Is this the first organization you ever started? Is, your, is this your first self-employed job or will you do something before that? No, I had a couple of like businesses, not my first rodeo, but my first rodeo, let's just say in the nonprofit space and understanding the limitations, you know, because I think when you're a charity, 501c3, there's definitely a... I would call it a misconception in a way that you should run as an organization, but you still have to be profitable to pay your bills, pay your rent, travel to go visit a site, monitor the projects. But they're like, no, 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 like you can't be using that. And I think as a charity, you know, to me, donating in the past as an individual, 80-20 was always super important to me. So I donated $100 to that organization. How much is actually going to the cause versus, you know, administrative expenses? So that's one thing. But again, um, I've, I've, I've started other businesses in the past, learned from those mistakes, and I use them what worked well, what didn't go so well, what are you going to do better the next time? And uh, anyways, so no, I've you know, started a few different businesses. So when, when you say 80-20, is that an organization or are you talking about the Pareto principle? No, I, yeah, good point. So when I say the 80-20, that you, know, you donate $100 to plant 100 trees in Colorado to help with the pine beetle epidemic, well, mm -hmm. is your $100 going to the trees and the site prep and everything. No, $80 is going to the ground and we're keeping $20 to cover, you know, our expenses, talking to you, talking to donors or project gotcha. partners, flying out there to see it. And we go to Colorado every year to go do the site visits, the inspection, make sure those trees are actually being planted and surviving. So every organization has, you know, costs associated to it, but you don't want to donate and find out, well, 60 cents went to the ground and they're mm -hmm. keeping costing 40 sense in management fees and people having abusive salaries or flying first class. So, you know, as a charity, we want to make sure that we're using your money efficiently and these projects are going to be successful. I think that's definitely fair, but I mean, certain projects are more probably labor inducive than others, and it might make sense to pay people well to do certain projects, especially mm -hmm. if they're really important. I mean, it's mm -hmm. in certain cases, it's unrealistic to expect 100% of your money to go directly mm -hmm. into whether it's like planting a tree or doing something else or feeding someone who's hungry. But mm -hmm. um, before we talk about your organization, what is a tree? Like... In Let, what way? Let's like, let's like, like, like back it up. Like, just so it's like, we're very clear. Like 
I talk about the ocean and carbon and blah, blah, blah. I want to actually just like, how would you define a tree? Yeah. Like the, like basic, well, like, like I'm a five-year-old. The first time I went to, to Costa Rica and I thought, you know, pineapple trees and the trees, I mean, the pineapples were growing on the ground. I'm like, what? That's a pineapple? I always thought they grow on trees, you know? So, you know, 60,000 different types of tree species out there, pine tree, oak tree, you know, Douglas fir, and then some could be shrubs and some, some are grasses, right? So I'm not getting the technical aspect, but, you know, just when you look out there in your yard or you go out to a park, you know, we're planting a, tr a tree, but it's really a sapling. You know, so they're going to collect the seeds, they're going to grow it. And then when we go out and plant it, it's like a little bit less than the foot. And we're looking at this is going to grow in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. What's going to happen to these trees? So, you know, the, I'm can't, not defining the definition of a tree, but a tree that you would typically see. Right. Well, well, a tree is different from something like a corn plantation or like carrots. Like that's like, right. fr that's like crops and vegetables. Trees... I mean, they grow, they, there's like fruit trees and different types of trees. A tree is something I just, I'm trying to think it's just a plant with roots that grows upward and then has branches. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just trying to like figure out like, well, how do you define like a tree? It's a great question. Never been asked that. I mean, I'm just assuming we're <laughs> they can differentiate between a tree and a carrot or, but again, there's misconceptions. Like how many different species of oak trees are there? And is that actually technically a tree? Is an avocado a fruit or a vegetable? Now my kids are telling me, no, no, that's, because if it has a seed in it, it's not a vegetable, right? But I mean, I think, you know, let's just keep it simple in terms of we're planting trees out there and not monocultural type of trees where this right. is just going to go and give an incentive to somebody who's doing it for commercial purposes and we're deepening their pockets. Like a lot of times these projects, when we go in, we have a lot of really sharp people on the team who have their masters in like Yale School of Forestry that vet through the projects, understand like, this is something that's going to have an impact. Like it's helping with water quality, soil quality. Or you mentioned an agroforestry tree. We're planting for the New England Patriots. And they said, can you plant trees in the six states where, you know, our fan base is mm -hmm. that are actually, you know, apple trees like orchard or certain types of trees that are bearing fruit. We do a lot of projects in Africa that are more sustainable because they're fruit bearing or seed bearing versus, you know, the types of trees that used to be there in the past. So again, a really sophisticated team here that vet through these projects. So the last thing you'd want to do as a donor and donate and making sure, okay, you can plant a tree, but can you grow it? Because if you go back a year later, did those trees survive? Are those the right type of trees that are going to survive in these conditions? You mentioned you live in Colorado, but you guys have the pine beetle epidemic. So you, know, you keep planting pine trees, but the beetle's devastating it. So I've been to a lot of sites out there in Colorado where I'm trying to remember which ones we planted, but they did a test because they were trying to prevent the pine beetle from moving eastward. And uh, this particular tree was so dominant, was sucking up the nutrients and the, and the water from the other trees and, and was killing off these other trees. So they had, we had to rip those trees out. But what we were doing on paper seemed like it was the right thing to do to prevent this pine beetle epidemic. But that's what I'm seeing right now. Whether I'm in California, what type, you know, we see climates changing, more droughts, more fires. Can we plant a certain type of tree that's going to be helping in the future? Well, I like that. I asked you a question you've never been asked before. I'm a, yeah. I like to try and do that. I'm a big Descartes fan. So I like to start from, I don't know anything. Let's start from there and then see where we can go. I like to start with like, who are you and like, why are you doing it? And then kind of get into the basics if I can. Mm -hmm. But um, let's talk about the uh, overall mission of your of your company. Your, comp your organization is a nonprofit called One Tree Planted. How does it like logistically work? So we find a really good project. 
That has additionality permanence, meaning this project is already happening. They have a historical track record, this organization. Keep using Colorado because, you know, that's where you're at. Definitely. And um, they're planting 20,000 trees. We said, well, we're going to give you $10,000. Well, we're hoping, not hoping, that they're going to plant 30,000 trees this season coming up so they can order an additional 10,000 trees. What's going to happen to those type of trees you know, over the next 40, 50, 100 years? So when people donate, it's a bucket, let's just say. So you donate $10, you're like, check out this great organization. They donate five. This bucket fills up for Colorado. Then we get requests from different organizations throughout the state of Colorado that need funding. A lot of these great organizations typically have limited resources. So if we can purchase those trees from them from the nursery, frees up their budget to help them do more. Um, so, you know, we have this bucket for Colorado and let's just say I have $10,000 saved up that's come in and we're giving 5,000 to this organization, 2,000 to that organization. Then we want to update those people who donated, you know, so that they're in the loop for what happened and how their money's being used. So, you know, last year, you know, we planted over 25 million trees in over, I think, 44 countries. So there's a lot of logistical things that we have to manage to make sure that those donations are going to the organizations on the ground. We release it in milestones. So we're not just like giving the money and hoping for the best. We vetted the partners on the ground. We typically give them a third to start their project, a third halfway through the point to making sure they're showing us that work's being done, and then a third upon completion. And then when it's completed, you know, we email the donor pool because it could be 200 people who donated to fund that project could be 2000 people. But, you know, I feel if you keep them in the loop and you provide that transparency in terms of how it's being used, how it's working, you're going to continue to get these donations. So you are essentially like an intermediary between like people who want to plant trees and organizations that are actually doing the work and are kind of, uh, what's it called? They're set up to do that already. And yeah, that- 100%. You know, because you could go online and Google and say, what are some tree planting organizations in Colorado? And you'll find a bunch right there. But how do I know that this one is indeed there? Because anybody can put up a website and say that they're doing this. So do, right. do they have a proven track record? Do they know what they're doing? So with One Tree Planted, we're just creating that you know credibility factor, working with the right organizations on the ground. And, you know, some let's go to the businesses and they have a global footprint. You know, you want to help a project in Brazil and the Amazon rainforest or something over in Vietnam, and we can just take care of it all. And I always use this, like you said, we're an intermediary. You know, when you hire a general contractor and you pay that 20% to them, they hire the right plumber, the right electrician, the floor and all that, and they're provide, they're keeping them on track, on budget, and you don't have to like scour around and find out, is this electrician really good? And is he doing quality work? Or he's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. So. I kind of use the general contractor analogy. No, oh, that's awesome. I, I think that's great. Was this your initial model right off the bat when you first started or did you uh, want to plant the trees yourself t- to begin? It was, the, it was the model right out of the bat, but it was really the first year exploring, can you really plant a tree for a dollar? Who's doing what? What are the true costs? And, and you were mentioning higher labor costs and certain things. There's a lot of different cost factors, whether you're planting trees in Europe or in North America. Um, and, you know, some projects we can do under a dollar. Some projects, when somebody donates and we give $10,000 to a project, it's about a third the cost. It's covering the cost of the tree and the cost to put it in the ground. But that organization we're giving the funding to is doing the site prep and the maintenance and monitoring costs. So a lot of times the cost could be like $2.20, but we're funding half of it and they've got their own. And I find that even for the better because that organization on the ground has a vested interest 
for this project to be successful. And it's just not like, oh, we got you know $10,000 from one tree plant, we'll plant it and if it doesn't survive, well, it's not our money. So I find it actually better. So some of the money go to like making sure the land remains protected and the trees don't actually like burn down or die. And how long until well, there's mother nature of hundred percent, like our team, like how much does it cost for site prep per acre per hectare? What's your tree cost? What mixture of tree species are you using? What's the benefits? Um, how much monitoring are you doing? Does it, you know, you need equipment and, you know, a lot of different factors that go in there. What preventive measures do you have to stop, you know, pine beetle or forest fire from happening, you know, in the future? So there's a lot of great questions that the team vet, use and vet. And, and then, like, I'll give you examples. I mean, we're giving funding to the Jane Goodall Institute, you know, to WWF. We're working with Rainforest Alliance. I mean, we work with the United States Forest Service. There in Colorado, we work with Colorado State Forestry, Florida State Forestry. I mean, they've been doing this for a decade, but they have limited budgets and there's projects on the back burner that they would like to do, but they don't have the budget. So when we give 100000 or a million dollars, it's great for them. And we hear from those partners on the ground, like this is amazing because it's allowing to, us to do more projects that wouldn't necessarily get off the ground. And then they could find a match grant from some local state funding. But then we work at three levels. So the federal level, we're an official partner with the United States Forest Service. We work at the state level, and then we work at the watershed level. So a lot of land trusts, watersheds that typically are three people organizations managing maybe 80 acres of land and really have tight budgets. And if we can give them $50,000, it helps them a lot. God, this must be so much more fun than being like a marketing executive for PepsiCo or something, right? Totally, totally. <laughs> My, I'm the best team ever. And I got to yeah. say all the time, I can't do this without them. The team's like a family. You know, we all chip in. We do our weekly calls together, learning about these amazing projects. Today, we just had a project summary in Denmark. And the mm -hmm. partner from the ground was on there. So we showed the video that we created for them, the collaboration effort with us and them important work they're doing he now gave us like a summary of like what's been going on since they planted the trees what we can do in the future with them um and it just inspires our team so i mean we see projects whether there was one in the appalachia trail in pennsylvania we just did the other week this one in denmark projects in south africa cape town so it's awesome did you just start this by yourself and then build your team up over the years Yep, me, myself, and I for the first three years was a Whoa. professor while I was doing it. And then it was one person, then three people, then five people. And, you know, just hiring people that, you know, are passionate about this. We're trying to build the dream team right now. And we have some incredible people coming in right now with, you know, 15, 20 years experience that maybe worked at larger organizations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, One Tree Planted, we strive ourselves to be nimble, you know, action-oriented, you know, willing to take risks. Or some of these other really big organizations doing incredible work. You know, they're so slow moving, right? And when they want to turn this way, it's like a massive ship. It takes a lot of effort to turn that way. You know, we can shift on a dime and, you know, put funding to the ground, you know, literally in days. I don't like the expression weeks. Nothing takes weeks here, days. And then we put all hands on deck to kind of work on something. Yeah. And, you know, I say this jokingly. I've been saying it more and more. But I happen to say that we our marketing company that happens to plant trees. Right. Because when you show these powerful videos on what's going on here, and most people are like, I never knew that that's how it's helping. And, you know, the pretty photos and the social stuff that's out there and people are like making it simple and easy to understand, digest the information. It just continues to build from there. So um, I think I got lucky with the timing, a lot of hard work, but definitely an incredible team around me.
definitely fulfilling stuff. Do, do you find oh. that a lot of people actually care about planting trees, like normal totally. civilians? Totally. 100%. Especially when you go out there and you get your hands in the dirt. You know, it's invigorating. It's inspiring. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to a tree planting event. What are we going to do? But they're always afterwards. Oh, my God, this was amazing. So we bring companies out and their employees are going out. You know, this Earth Month, we're doing 100, over 100 tree planting events around the world. And like people are Googling online, like, how do I help the environment? Things I can do, you know, be a vegetarian or do this and that. Or a tree planting event Mike in San Diego or in Boulder, Colorado. You go out, you meet other like-minded people. You're getting shots. You're bringing your dog. You're bringing your kids. You're having a great day. And you're like, this is incredible. Especially when the partner on the ground's there saying, here, you're in Four Mile Canyon. This was, you know, burnt down, you know, eight years ago. And this yep. work is needed to help with X, Y, and Z and local biodiversity. This is your community. And if you can volunteer four hours and go out there and then you say, I want to do more of this. So anyways, it's, it, it's this compounded effect that's just helping us grow. What are like some of the, the co-benefits of planting trees beyond just like being like a carbon suck? Like what else is the tree totally. providing? That, that's the last of my list. Like when I created this, it was helping with air quality. It was helping with water quality. You know, the air we breathe, you know, it's cleaning it. You know, it's creating it. It's like helping with local water access. It's helping with the local biodiversity. You know, I think when it was in the Australia bushfires, like over a billion animals were lost in those fires. And then the amount of animals that are displaced. I mean, a lot of people just kind of completely forget that. It's creating jobs, you know. Um, it's helping with overall health, you know, with canopy cover. So there's a lot of co-benefits. So you could say, oh, we planted 10,000 trees over X amount of acres, which was X amount of carbon. But then you have all these other co-benefits that you could relate to. What like what trends are we seeing in like forestation levels since like industrialization? Are we losing more trees every year or are we gaining trees each year? You know, I get so many stats and again, I'm, you know, reading a bunch of books here and there, but you know, deforestation was going at a rapid pace. We're trying to do, you know, more things, especially I was at COP with all these commitments and pledges by governments to like reduce the amount of deforestation versus reforestation. So, you know, definitely don't want to go into the technical and say, well, you made a mistake and you said this here. But I think if you can talk about, well, why is deforestation occurring? And it's because more consumption of stuff. We have this massive population that's growing. We have more development, create, you know, bigger cities to accommodate these, this, these populations. We're eating more beef, more this, which we have to cut down trees to graze, put more, you know, cattle out there or chickens out there. So there's a combination of a lot of factors. But if we can be looking at approaching it, in a more sustainable way, um, using materials now that are being maybe more recycled uh, versus, you know, new raw materials. So I think if you just show people little things that they can be doing and that your consumption of stuff is causing deforestation, little things you can do that will reduce it. Who's primarily funding your organization and what are your plans for like increasing the amount of money going into these tree planting projects? You know, before I used to say it was 50-50, it was 50% of the funding coming in was individuals and the other 50% was from businesses. But now that we're growing so much and working with brands, we're getting brands, we're getting this compounded effect and we're working with brands a little bit more deeply on their sustainability initiatives. So it's definitely gotten more skewed to businesses writing a check for 50,000 or 100,000. Obviously they have way deeper po pockets than me or you, you know, me and you, I can donate $50, $100, plant the hundred trees. Um, but it's a combination from both. And I'll give you one. When the Amazon forest fires happened, you know, that day, I think 
was it 2,000 or 5,000 donations from individuals and not one donation was over $500, but people wanted to help. And they were Googling and searching and, you know, $2, $5 telling friends. And all of a sudden we had this big amount of funding that could help, you know, with that. Um, but to answer your question, it's a combination of, of both individuals and businesses that are why, funding these projects. Why are the businesses interested in planting trees? What are they, what are they getting from that? Again, a lot of different ways that I could see what they're getting from it. I think, number one, it's the right thing to do, right? And then some of these companies that make billions in profits, they should be doing it. You know, number two is, you know, their consumers are expecting it now. So companies are saying, hey, we're, we're using more, you know, sustainable materials to make our products. We're using less in packaging. We're trying to grow more locally now. They're looking at different things they can do that's helping. But consumers are expecting it. Consumers are willing to change to different brands, companies that are making commitment. And when a company can plant 100,000 trees or a million trees and show how it's helping, um, you know, they're, they're, it's helping with their employees for retention. It's helping with their consumers for, you know, whatever aspect it might be. And then, you know, they have their sustainable development goals. They'll have their net zero goals. You know, so when you plant a tree, can they tie it into their, you know, certified carbon, you know, claims and their net zero? So there's a lot of factors that I say play into it. Yeah, I'm always trying to think of ways to make regenerating the natural world economically viable beyond just like carbon credits or like clout for businesses to say that they're sustainable. I'm always trying to figure out ways that we can actually derive economic value from creating more life into the world. And it's a curious concept. It's not exactly intuitive. You know what I mean? Totally. And carbon's so abstract. And the companies say, well, you know, we're carbon neutral and we offset, you know, 20,000 tons of carbon. How are you doing that? And then, you know, when you offset it, it's not necessarily just from tree planting, right? I see all the different ways that you can claim it. lead certified buildings, solar, it goes on and on. And you look at it from the cost per ton. And still, I'm in this space, not so much carbon, but it's still complicated to me. So for the average person out there, yeah, even understanding and getting your, your footprint as an organization from your manufacturing, your transportation, your employee base, a lot, a lot of factors. But, you know, I think it's not just about offsetting your carbon footprint. I think it's looking at ways of doing business that will just be way more sustainable, you know, in the greater good. And obviously, there's still always going to be some sort of impact. And then you could do it as the last resort, what's there, but approach it from the other side. Definitely. Well, I love how when I was asking you about the benefits that the trees bring to the world, you're like, oh, carbon's the last thing on my mind because they have all these other amazing things that they do. Um, so <sighs> my bad. <laughs> mm, these, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a brain. I had a brain fart. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen mm. too often. Because your mind's racing for all the questions that you could possibly ask me because we could go on for hours talking about this. I want to ask you about the, um, the other benefits that trees have and what you think about other, like, other people who are trying to come up with solutions to draw down carbon that are more like technological versus like mm -hmm. that, are, that are not having the same co-benefits that planting trees would be. Like, what, is, what is reforestation bringing to the table that these more like technologically-minded people who are just thinking of simple inputs are trying to propose? Totally. They're a great question. Look, there's so many things. We're at this cutting edge right now with technologies 
and things that can help help us across the board in so many ways, whether it's electric cars or this and that. There's so many things. But let's go to company wants to be carbon neutral, and they're going to look at it from the cost per ton. Well, if you did solar, you did wind, or you did this and that, great. It's doing X. But when you plant the tree, not only is it a question of carbon, it's definitely not going to be the cheapest. But yeah, you have all these other co-benefits. You're working on First Nations land. You're helping restore soil quality. You're helping access to clean drinking water, creating canopy cover. You're allowing people to go out into a forest now and local biodiversity. So I think companies will go in saying, and I'm making this up, but $10 per ton on this one, it's a forest project, and we put in $10 million and it's having all these great co-benefits. And then they put you know, the millions into something else, but it's just that one particular aspect, the carbon. So companies can pick and choose. And I think, you know, they always talk about diversified portfolios, right? So do a mixture of a bunch and then, you know, you can just see for yourself. And then over time, people are just going to start realizing where they want to start, you know, mixing their allocation. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think that's cool. Uh, initially, I, I thought that y'all were the ones who were going in and directly plant, planting the trees. I didn't realize you were connecting with a lot of uh, other local organizations. Are there other companies like yours that are doing something similar? And if so, do you view them more as like competitors or collaborators? Because it seems like to me, you, you just want to get as many trees planted as possible. I just want to put a tree in the ground the right way. And I'm always up for collaboration. We do a lot of collaboration. So I think, you know, you know, what's an interesting stat is like, you know, 400 billion, 500 billion, you know, is given every year in philanthropy and only 3% of that goes to the environment. Yeah. So exactly. out of all these organizations doing this incredible environmental work, we're all after the, that 3%, whatever the number might be. And then I think a lot of the organizations that have been doing this for decades viewed it more as, um, territorial or whatever, and we're less in the collaborative. I think, you know, with open source technology, this and that, more people are, are viewing this as there's a lot of incredible work that needs to be done. And some people have particular skill sets in certain areas. If we can do this together and be more efficient with the money that is there, let's do it together, right? So that's the way One Tree Planted is looking at it, is like collab more collaborative efforts, right? Not stepping on each other's toes, um, but there's a lot of great organizations and to go to your question that you asked me, I think the ones that are in our space do it the same way. They are providing funding to organizations on the ground, you know, to purchase those trees. They'll do a bid to a tree planting crew that will go in. Typically they're paid on production and they'll make 10, 15 cents per tree that they plant per day. The average tree planter will plant about 3000 trees in a day. So if he's making 10 cents, they make $300 in a day. And then we go back, you know, three months, six months later, and they'll do random spot checks to, to see that the trees they planted were planted properly, surviving. I think that 3% is going to continue to grow. And not only because I've mm -hmm. made an entire business model around making that 3% grow, but I think that there is more and more interest in this topic and the necessity is there. So, uh, and I, I, I've asked that question because I really want to encourage collaboration. I think there's a lot of, uh, in, in the business world, this idea of like the red ocean and everyone's trying to compete and, and make it. But I always think that we can create new industries and, and create better technology. And, and I'm more of a, an excess. I believe we can always create more regeneration, more life. Uh, uh, that, that's just the way I see it. But totally. that's, that's well, we're doing something with Four Oceans now, and we're doing something with um, uh, Pura Vida, the bracelet companies, and a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hey, ocean cleanup. And, like, you know, it's not just all about planting trees, planting trees. And then there's oceans, and, you know, there's river cleanup. So there's a lot of great organizations doing incredible work. So if we can bring out a base that just wants to help the environment, period, and we're doing this all together, 
fantastic, you know? So, you know, we're doing a big thing, like I mentioned, 100 tree planting events in April. We're doing a big thing in San Francisco where our entire team's out there. And in Golden Gate Park on, on, a, on a Saturday, we're going to have 300, 400 volunteers coming out. And there's a lot of work that's needed. Site maintenance, invasive tree species removal, planting trees. Some of the big companies are coming out doing like uh, a commitment for what they want to do as a company, bringing their employees out. So tons and tons of great stuff out there that's needed. Talking to someone like you makes me so happy, man, because you're just putting all your energy into this into this one thing. And it has so many different co-benefits that we've discussed today. And it's just it's 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 funny because there's so many people doing using your type of like acumen and, and organizational ability, marketing, understanding, and they're doing it for some big corporation that's specifically just trying to make profit. But you're doing it's just I just love the idea of just bringing more life into the world. And that's what you're doing. Just planting trees. It's so simple. It's so easy to understand. And I just, I, I hope more and more and more and more people, even more than I hope get into this kind of stuff. I just think it's great. Uh, what awesome. have been some, what have been some of like your favorite moments over the last eight years? Like, yeah. You know, like when we see our partners on the zoom calls and they're showing a video and the stuff that they're doing, and I see my team and they're almost like in tears or half of them are in tears. You know, you're doing powerful work when half the team's crying on the zoom calls right? Um, and, and yeah, and there's so much more that could be done. And like, for me, I travel a lot. And I see these partners on the ground. And I see like, how motivated they are and doing incredible work. So whether we give them $2,000, $10,000, or $50,000, they're so appreciative of this money. And they're like, thanks for all the hard work. I'm like, you're the one doing all the hard work, because you're managing, you know, all these acres of land. So, you know, hard, hard work. You know, I show up, I give you the funding and the funding comes from people like you and your audience and listeners today. Right. And mm -hmm. I feel a lot of people feel, you know, paralyzed. Well, it's too big of a challenge or a problem for me. But no, it's not because it's like somebody, everybody has five dollars at the coffee at Starbucks today. Right. So right. unless and all of a sudden, you know, millions of people do that. One million people out of the population in the United States alone giving five dollars. Boom, there's a big amount of money to a project that's going to have such an, a big impact. Right. But some of the stories, I'll give you, a, I'm going to give you two. And, and hopefully people like hearing I'm going to take them. I went to British Columbia. We went through this valley. There's 30 of us there, specialists from around the world, right? And we're walking through this ridge line. And from the last forest fire, it burnt all the, the trees along the ridge. And they said, we need $30,000 to plant the trees along this ridge line because the moose and the caribou graze in this valley. And by planting the trees around this ridge line, it's going to obscure the line of sight from the wolves looking into the valley. Then we walk through this corridor to get in there. And they're like, we're going to plant trees here, 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 and here. And I said, why? And they said to stop the wolves from getting to full line of speed to get in there. So this $30,000 was to give the moose and the caribou a fighting chance. I'm like, done. And they're like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So they got the $30,000 that they typically have to spend weeks filling out grants and forms and blah, blah, blah. And they're not even sure if they're going to get it. So we're really good with getting the funding and we just want to make sure the trees were bought, they're planted, they survive, and that this is making an impact. Next one, Port Portland, Oregon, Washington State, planting a million and a half trees throughout all these watersheds, critical watersheds through this corridor going from yeah, Oregon, Washington State up into British Columbia. And the Chinook salmon aren't coming back to spawn as much anymore because the water temperatures are too warm. So by planting these million and a half trees, it's cooling the water temperatures, so the Chinook salmon come back and spawn and the resident orca whale, which is on the endangered species list, there's only 75 of them. That's their primary food supply chain. So we're helping the resident orca whale. We're helping the Chinook salmon. We're cleaning the water through these critical corridors. 
and people don't realize it. So we're getting companies like Adidas and, you know, the ones that have that Pacific Northwest presence, you know, donating in Alaska Airlines and it's ten, fifteen thousand $15,000, it's individuals, but boom, every year we get a million and a half dollars going to, you know, this big uh, issue, big impact. Did you just like start by like emailing your sphere of influence and telling them, hey, I'm starting this nonprofit or did you run ads or do commercials? Like how did you like get to where you are now? How do you reach out to people and get them to donate money? You know, a pretty website. And then I knew some of the little SEO tactics to get a uh -huh. bit of the traffic coming in. Yeah. But look, this was a ton of hard work, an incredible team. But the first year was only 20,000 trees that we planted. And I was calling anybody, all these partners on the ground, they thought I was a quack. But I was absorbing information because, yeah, I'm not the tree expert. I'm not a marketing expert. I just said, keep it simple, you know, and but to go for the growth, 20,000 trees, figuring it out. Next year, I started to form some partnerships with this person, that person grew a little bit, 50,000, then 100,000 trees, then 300,000 trees. Then, we, then I took a sabbatical off of school to focus all my effort because I had young kids teaching. When I took that sabbatical. We went from $300,000 in donations to 1.8 million. And then we went to six million. Well, we how, 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 how is this happening? What are you doing? A lot, a lot of hard work, a lot, a lot of just like building just rapport, call, building, calling people. Yeah. Okay. Calling people, jumping on a plane, like, you know, I flew to Costa Rica, saw sites, flew to Indonesia, met with the partner there before I'm going to give him $50,000 when I first started. I said, I got to see your nursery. I want to see how this works. And he was so passionate and lugged me all over the Borneo region and all over to show me his nurseries and what he was doing. Flew to British Columbia, met a lot of people who really knew, you know, what they've been doing, planting trees for 40 years. I'm just absorbing the information and take pictures with my little camera, post them on there, talk about it. And I think when people were reading about it, they're like, wow, this seems cool and authentic. I think a lot of people always said, like, you really seem authentic. You know, you weren't like always saying, you know, donate, donate, give us money because it's this. It was more about the impact the story on what's going on. Like that Oregon project I told you about, Pacific Northwest of the BC, wasn't about like, hey, tell all your listeners to donate you know, $10 so we can go over there and help this. It's more about, this is this incredible work these guys are doing, right? And then if the people are like, wow, and they look on the website, everybody can search and is smart and figure things out. And then they're like, hey, this feels solid. I'm going to donate $10. And then they go on the email journey and they're seeing things are happening. And we have a lot of repeat donors. And again, it's not like you go from 10 to 100 to 1,000. It's like $10, $20, and it just continues. But all of a sudden, like I said from the beginning, together we're planting a forest, and it, and it adds up. Matt, you got me super inspired here mm -hmm. at the end. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. I could see the parallels. It's just awesome. Um, any ideas on how we can use like AI tech or automation to kind of increase the amount of trees that we're planting or assist reforestation efforts? Oh, that's a whole other call, and you should get Ross and some of our team on there. Because like 2022, it's not about growth and going to 100 million trees, we're, we, we get a lot of grants and money that we're buying drones and drones $500,000. When we go to our partners in Costa Rica or in Africa and everything, we're training them how to fly the drones and we're giving it to them. And they're flying over the landscape and it's analyzing the landscape. So we're getting a pre and a post, but you can 3D model landscape, realize where more trees are needed, and then it can get down to the blade of grass. It can even show like anthills and like we're putting motion sensors on there to kind of look at KPIs for biodiversity is coming back. But when we take the drones and the tablets in the ground and we're using, doing a lot of beta testing with satellite imagery and the AI, you're now kind of looking at the, how fast these trees are growing, the biomass of the trees, so we can predict faster the carbon capture, the air quality, 
biodiversity that's coming back. So a lot of stuff in the next three years can be very, very powerful. Cool. Matt, Matt, you're the man. Any, any final pieces of advice for young folks who are passionate about building a better world or making a positive impact? Yeah. People like you, I love your idea and what you're doing. Cause I think that's amazing that, you know, in real estate and half of that's going back to help create environmental organizations because it's small things like that, that people are incorporating into their business model because they care about the environment. And then it's those people who are telling their audience, their target audience, Hey, together, this is what I'm doing. And if you do this, it's helping, you know, this Friday, for example, Coldplay's playing, you know, since COVID started, it's their first tour back and they're playing in Costa Rica, kicking it off. And for every ticket purchase, it's planting a tree. So it's what you're doing. It's what Coldplay's doing. It's like in the San Jose Sharks for every hockey stick broken during the season, we're going to plant 10 trees to help California forest fires. So it's incorporating small little things from what you're making, how you're doing your business, how you're giving back. Um, we're going to see big progress. Matt, thanks so much for, for promoting and putting more life into the world. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's been, been great to have you. And I, I definitely, I'd like to talk to, I think you said his name was Ross, um, as far mm-hmm. as on the tech side of the trees. Mm-hmm. That'd be yep. really cool. But uh, as for today, it was, it was great having you on. Thanks for everything you're doing. Uh, it, I, I, I love it. I've got some, some more stuff to think about. Cool. Thanks, cool, Ethan. You're it. welcome. All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. So if you or anyone else you know is looking to buy or sell a home anywhere in the USA and would like to create thousands of dollars in donations without any cost out of pocket, please visit ccrealty.org today.